0: Hello, dear friends, we are sincerely happy to greet you again. And today, we are going to talk to the esteemed Igor Mikhailovich Danilov. Greetings. Igor Mikhailovich, we have been addressing the topic of family relationships during several meetings. And this is very important for our viewers, because people spend a huge part of their lives precisely in the family in building these relationships. Therefore, thank you so much for raising with such simplicity and ease the issues that are extremely relevant for every family. Our viewers shared that Igor Mikhailovich talks with such precision about the scenarios of the system, about the nuances of family life, that it is as if he has visited our home. Indeed, knowledge is very important. And our viewers shared that when they lived before they encountered the knowledge, their family resembled a relationship in which there was domination, selfishness of consciousness, fear of losing the manipulated partner, and all kinds of aggression.
1: Let's put it simply, an ordinary, normal family, right? Yes, exactly. An average one.
0: Yes, and quite…
1: With a full set of issues.
0: And everything changed completely, of course, and the relationship came to another level when they encountered the knowledge, because they also started to fall in love with their partner in a new That's way. Actually good. They saw their partner in a different light, they saw the essence. There are now fewer quarrels and more mutual understanding in the family. Therefore, it is always a great joy, of course, when both partners follow the spiritual path. But there are stories, and there have been a lot of questions such as what to do if only one partner follows the spiritual path, while the other one doesn't share such views and interests of their partner? Is catharsis possible in such families? Are such families doomed in general, as it turns out? Or how to resist consciousness in such families? I
1: understand. But, my friends, how do you imagine catharsis when, for example, you follow the spiritual path, while your other half does not? In that case, it is sort of easier, let's imagine vice versa. Your so-called other half follows the spiritual path while you don't. So, your other half, who is supposed to love and respect you and so forth, comes to you and tells you what he or she has in their head against you. You definitely have the same in your head as well. But you don't remember what's in your head, well, she remembers or he remembers. Why? Because a person follows the spiritual path, observes the thoughts that shaitan throws into him and already takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. It's clear that a person following the spiritual path, in order to get rid of the power of shaitan, should voice shaitan's tricks, so to say. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Thus, a person takes power away from shaitan, and sheds light on those secret actions of his. But before whom? Before a slave of shaitan? What will be the reaction? It is clear that the demon will become furious in you, right?
0: And we were told, by the way, a woman also wrote about her husband, who was the first to follow the spiritual path. And she voiced what thoughts she had from consciousness when she was observing.
1: Extremely negative ones. That he
0: doesn't love you. He will leave you for that world now. Yes. He will leave you here alone. Of course.
1: He has joined. And
0: then what? Are you going to love him after that?
1: He has joined a sect. They are going to rob him, to take him away from the family, and so on. And that's all. That's the end of the world. Why? Because the husband, as a slave, should pay attention only to her. And he has no other life. His whole life should come down to carrying her in his arms, talking about her, thinking about her, and, of course, taking care of her only. Whereas his life doesn't exist. In fact, his life is needed in order to serve her. Isn't that true? She has actually made him happy, finally married the first man she could, at least anyone, in order to escape from home to sort of secure her future and to have a slave as well. And here the slave wants to become a human. Well, it's not right. Demons start raging. Isn't it so? It is. You know, if you brush everything aside, that's how it happens in most cases, you see, as to what they say, that it's sort of for love or something else. Yet, what are the criteria of love that people often choose? No, I'm not saying that all people but most of them, let's put it carefully, okay? Whether a person suits you or not, what life will be like. well some don't care at all, they just want to escape from their home because they feel uncomfortable at home, it seems to them that, like in a fairy tale, she will get married, and that's it, the world will change, and she will become free, and will do whatever she wants. But then, when she gets married, it turns out that everything is exactly the opposite, it turns out that it was better at home but she understands that only later. Isn't that so? Mm -hmm. It's the same regarding man.
0: How to resist consciousness in families where catharsis between partners is impossible?
1: To let a person live his life. This is the first rule. There is such a notion as freedom which is given to a human by God. This means that a person has the right to choose how to live with God or without God to serve satan, or no one at all. Well, if no one at all, he or she will still serve satan. But in any case, one shouldn't annoy anyone with one's prayers, holy books, religiosity and the like.
0: Not to show off one's spirituality.
1: And not to preach. Right? A person has the right to freedom of choice. If you, my friend, have embarked on the spiritual path, this is valuable for you, and you have understood it, then make your life such that you become an example for your other half, so that your other half would also want to embark on the spiritual path for a qualitative change of oneself. You know, so that the mirror neurons come into action, and the person would see how much you benefited from that. That's when your partner will want that. But if you impose it on your partner, well, again, what do you embark on the spiritual path for? to save everyone around you, Mm -hmm. or what? To command everyone. Isn't that so? How does it often happen? Why, you know, it's such a serious issue. A person goes into a religion, it doesn't matter which one, or embarks on the spiritual path, and that's it. Performances begin at home. You are spiritual, not spiritual, you're doing the wrong thing or you're doing it wrong. Well, people had a life, it's somehow formed, right? Somehow they got used to it, and then one of the partners, simply, as they say, goes nuts. There is such an expression. This indicates that a person sort of goes insane after becoming a religious person and starts lecturing everybody. What happens? If the family isn't really strong, then as a rule, it comes to an end at this point. Or there's a different scenario. A person, right after encountering the knowledge, right after encountering it, without going deeper and studying, without embarking on the spiritual path, he begins to manipulate his other half with the help of these elementary understandings. Does such a thing not happen? It happens far and wide. But there is one more scenario. After embarking on the spiritual path, a person suddenly realizes that he is a human, not a slave, and that there is a tyrant who has bullied him all his life, it doesn't matter who this is, a man or a woman. This happens far and wide. The person begins to see clearly that not only he has his own demon in the head, but there is also a demon close by, and he simply doesn't want to live with it. So they simply split up. And then starts, as long as she was normal, everything was fine, but then she went to church, became…
0: Fanatical.
1: Right, a fanatical sort of religious person, and that's it, the family collapsed at that point. Doesn't that happen? It does. Or perhaps the person, on the contrary, came into contact with something greater and saw the truth. Therefore, you know, the family topic is so multifaceted, especially when one partner's soul yearns, Mm -hmm. he or she wants to go home, wants to go to God, while the other partner has purely mercantile interests, he or she is selfish and simply a slave to shaitan. For sure, there will be some misunderstandings or something else. Well, I'll put it this way. If a person really embarks on the spiritual path, no one and nothing is a hindrance to him. Why? Even his partner or her partner, whatever, their other half, as it is called in marriage. This half cannot be a hindrance. Why? Because the person really learns. The difference between the knowledge and religion is that the knowledge gives you an understanding of what you are doing and the ultimate goal of your path. That's the point. If you have a goal, you will come to God. While in religion the goal is a little bit shifted towards something else. In any religion, a religion confuses a person too much and simply makes him go around in circles, you know, like… A donkey, when it doesn't want to go, and they hang a carrot in front of it, as if promising that you will get it. And the donkey has to go after that carrot. Isn't that so, friends? They promise. Yet, what do they teach? To pray for material things, to request and crave material things. This is so, after all. Sheer magic. But where is the spirituality? Sheer accusations and mindsets that you are a slave and you must fear God and His intermediaries. That's how it is, isn't it? That's the whole problem. Whereas the knowledge is simple. It's a simple, unreliable mechanism, you know. If you want to, you take it and work. Yes, it's hard. There can be nothing easy on the spiritual path. Again, provided that a person is attached to matter. But if a person really chooses the goal of serving God, then there can be nothing difficult and hard on the spiritual path. It's a path of delight, it's a path of love and joy. Isn't it so? It is. Well, consciousness will certainly tell you a story, but that's what its function is — to serve satan. Because our consciousness is nothing, but that very demon, famous in all religions, and that's what all the prophets spoke about. So, friends, everything is really simple. Everything depends on what you are striving for. While at the first stages, yes, at the first steps of the spiritual path, the demon certainly trips you up. But only those do not rise, who do not fall, and he will make everyone fall at the first steps. Have you ever seen a baby who starts walking, and right after he starts walking, he starts running, jumping, playing, and never once Perfectly. falls down? Absolutely right. Any baby, when it starts walking, falls down at first, but it gets up. That's why later on it not only walks, but also runs. So do we, on the spiritual path, when we embark on it, We sometimes fall, sometimes we fall quite often, it doesn't matter. The main thing is to start running towards our goal after that. That's what is important, right? Everything is simple, friends. Well, that's not today's topic. Today we talk about family. Therefore, a person who has embarked on the spiritual path and uses true knowledge, he will not, so to say, set a goal, to destroy the family or something else. Why? Even if an atheist or a slave of shaitan lives next to him, this is a very good example for spiritual growth. It doesn't mean one has to be in torment and suffer. If the other half just drives you crazy, then life won't be good, for sure. However, this is also a good tool for studying how shaitan behaves in others, what he wants, how he manipulates, and so on. Right? What is the main goal of a person on the spiritual path? To get rid of satan's power and come to God. Right? Right. Right. So, nobody and nothing is a hindrance. Otherwise, you know, when people live dishonestly, I'll put it so, in regards to themselves and God, all sorts of theatrics begin in this case. We've never touched upon this subject. But since we are discussing it, let's talk about it too. There is a theory of celibacy, in regards to intimate marital relationships.
0: Yes, there is a practice of celibacy on the spiritual path,
1: too. Yes, there is a practice of celibacy on the spiritual path. Why? Because shaitan or satan has two, let's say, big sticks with which he simply drives people into the ground, into the grave. The first stick is sex, while the second one is fear of death. So, when a person embarks on the spiritual path with intentions to serve God, to really serve God, in the sense of not just gaining Life, getting to know all the mysteries, getting rid of shaitan by stepping over him, becoming an Angel and becoming Alive, but when the goal is also to represent the interests of the Spiritual World in this, world mired in sins, to defend the positions of the Spiritual World and to help people on the invisible side. Meaning, to constantly face all the manifestations and tricks of shaitan in one's life. It means a person needs to get rid of what? Of one's weakness, right? And he needs to study all the tricks of this shaitan. But what if a person is dependent on that very sex Mm -hmm. and is a tool that shaitan manipulates him with? Will he be able to serve? No, he won't, if he doesn't get rid of that. Mm -hmm. If there is an addiction in him, shaitan will use that tool at the most inopportune time for a person. But if a person takes the vow of celibacy, then his goal is not just to give up intimacy while at the same time constantly keeping it in his head, but to get rid of it in general. I mean, as a tool. It doesn't mean that this is for entire life, that a person will never be able, let's say, that the concept of sex will be alien to him, you know, like monks play around. Very often this is a huge lie. In many religions, it's true. It doesn't mean that the person has gone mad or anything since he gave it up. What it means is that until the person overcomes this weakness, until he weakens shaitan, he gives himself a vow of celibacy. Why? He gets rid of a possible Manipulation with this subject over him by shaitan, and that means a lot. That's why, when a person is in service, moreover, if we talk about galliards or something else, a person must have no weaknesses. If there is a weakness in him, no one will ever admit him anywhere. This is true, he can be near, he can be a good assistant, but he will never be in real service in the highest sense of this word. Why? Because a weak person is like a traitor. At the most inopportune moment, he will betray, whereas the lives of his friends may also depend on that. Why? You see, in this world, everything is much simpler and more complicated at the same time. If we take the invisible world, Everything is very complex and simple at the same time there, just like in this world. If you are on God's side, you must be 100% on His side. Nobody and nothing should have power over you. There should be no weaknesses and no indulgences for yourself. That's how the world is arranged — pictures, temptations. And a person allows for weaknesses. I'm sort of not coming into physical contact, But what difference does it make if you keep it in your mind? If it comes to you in dreams and you don't send it away, it means that there is something to work on. And until a person overcomes all these weaknesses, he cannot be, let's say, a warrior of light. That's really true. And now I have a question. Those who use celibacy for the purpose of getting rid of shaitan's power, are you going to become gelliers? A simple question. Or have you invented that you want to be gelliers, Or are you just using it as a tool to manipulate your other half? Isn't that what happens? Very often people embark on the spiritual path, even while in the family, and someone puts forward an idea, let's take a vow of celibacy and we'll serve. There are children in the family, Everything is fine, the family is normal. But here shaitan throws them an idea. And there begins something that is not supposed to happen. It is clear that they will not become galliers anymore. Why? There is the family, there are children, there is an area of responsibility. Responsibility for the family and for the children. How can a person get rid of this responsibility? Some people, yes they can get rid of responsibility, despite everything. Either having provided children with everything entirely, they can simply choose to serve. Or when children grow up and become independent, a person decides to serve God. Yes, such situations may happen, but this applies to a very few people who are strong enough spiritually. But as a rule, we remain attached, while a galliar must be free from everything first and foremost, internally. And here the subject of celibacy simply goes as manipulation either by shaitan against people, or by those people, or by one half against the other half. Everything is very simple, isn't it? We have only slightly touched upon this topic. The topic is broad and serious. I understand that friends want to hear about sexual energy, how to use it, and so on. But I have a simple question, what for? If you live in a family, live like normal people, if your other half is unacceptable to you due to some physiological or moral reasons, Whatever. If you want to split up, tell him or her honestly about that and stop wasting their time, and don't use religion or anything else as a cover. Isn't that so? It also happens very often that after embarking on the spiritual path and gaining a little bit of experience, a person realizes that he lives, as we've already said, with a tyrant, with a manipulator close by. And a person wants freedom. He's not bound, he's independent, and he says, look, that's enough. And the couple splits up. And then the other half, the one who terrorized that half, the one who embarked on the spiritual path, he starts to literally hound her. Mm -hmm. See, she went into a religion, became a Christian or a Muslim, and that's it, she went nuts, that's it, she's out of control. And that's what religion drove her to, not religion, you did, or vice versa. For example, a man began to clearly see that he lived with a snake and decided to escape from that terrarium. Does such a thing happen? It does. Therefore, you know, family life is such a Klondike for studying, so to speak. But for a family life to be normal, people should be honest and at least respect each other. Or better yet, love each other. Right?
0: Observe the commandment of loving one's neighbour primarily in the family.
1: Right. As they say, love your neighbour as yourself, yes. and then there will be order. Isn't it so? A good test. Do not manipulate. Don't make him a slave if you don't want to become a subpersonality. Yet, in our society, the first whom we can reach, if we are under shaitan's power, if we are manipulated by demons, then the first thing we do is we try to suppress our loved ones, in order to make them our slaves after we become a subpersonality. Isn't that so? Let's look back at the entire history, let's look at how we live ourselves, how our relatives, loved ones, friends, acquaintances live. After all, this manipulation is everywhere. The dead always take care of their future. Meanwhile, our secondary consciousness is inevitably dead, and it does everything to live well afterwards, because it knows what will happen after the death of the physical body. Doesn't Personality know that? A simple question. Or doesn't a human know that? He does know. Do you know who hinders the most? Primary consciousness. It is always, you know, like a little child. It even seems to a person, he is 100 years old, but he still remains at the age of a six-year-old and perceives the future, you know, as if he has many, many years ahead. It always amazed me when working in healthcare, we dealt with seriously ill people with bad diagnoses and empty energy tanks, so to speak. And it was clear that the person had little time left due to both age and illness and everything else. And I was amazed at how human consciousness works. A person begins to make plans for the future, he tells, he is aware and he understands, but he doesn't believe and doesn't perceive that. It's a paradox. But it's true. So, A family relationship is a good thing, when it's good. But if something doesn't suit you, it's better to be honest, not to ruin either your life or your partner's. I understand that some people will say, everything was good before we had lived, say, five, ten or twenty years, it doesn't matter. But then something changed. And that's it, you cannot even stand being near the person anymore. What difference does it make? Some people will say, what do you mean, difference? We've accumulated property, we have kids and other reasons. Raising children. So, tell me, what is more valuable to you? Freedom, clean air, a normal heartbeat? A simple question. Or material possessions? Or shall we say slavery? Right? Here's a simple question, you should answer it honestly for yourself. And if something doesn't suit you, my friend, decide radically or talk. If you cannot agree, then either be quiet and patient or split up. What can I say? Right? It's not worth torturing each other. You know, it's the same as living with an alcoholic. It doesn't matter whether a man or a woman is an alcoholic, he or she is a wonderful person when he or she doesn't drink. And some people waste their entire life trying to wean an alcoholic from drinking, and there is no life. Years go by, the body wears out. But where is life? In someone else's problems, in someone's alcohol addiction. But if a person doesn't want to quit drinking alcohol, he won't quit.
0: He has a different goal. He
1: has a different goal, of course. Yes. He escapes from reality. As long as he's drunk, he's a hero, he's a king of this world. When he sobers up, he understands that he's nobody, he starts feeling bad. It turns out that he's not an alpha, he's nobody at all, he's not even a hamster, let alone alpha. Of course, he wants to hide from this world. And where does he hide? In a bottle or in drugs, whoever chooses what. But these are people who degrade. And here, many people have an counter-argument. How is that? This is actually a near and dear person. Well, if he is near and dear and you like this life, then enjoy it. And don't whine. Isn't that right? And do not blame God all the more. All those are tricks of shaitan. Enjoy and hug with shaitan. I'm sorry for being frank, friends, but this is true, and you know it. I am merely saying what you know. Isn't that so? But for some reason, we don't say it to ourselves. You see, and the worst thing is that we create conditions for ourselves in which we suffer instead of living. Why? After all, there are plenty of families who are happy with each other, they feel comfortable and convenient, no one claims dominance. There is simply a division of labour and responsibilities. Wonderful relationships and life is easy and interesting, right? They live by the principle, if one person wants to go fishing, he goes fishing. And if someone wants to go to the theatre, he or she goes to the theatre. Then there will never be any quarrels, right?
0: Igor Mikhailovich, when two partners follow the spiritual path, they certainly take care of the inner state of each other. If one of the partners sees that the other one is serious and very focused, for example, on work, or he is very moody, should the former remind the latter at this moment that he should return to feelings? that he is now not in feelings.
1: In satan's temptation, right? Yes,
0: exactly, that he is not in feelings at the moment, he has strayed from the Path. Sort of
1: return to the Path that leads to God, yes? Yes.
0: Is it worth telling him right at this moment, so to say, distracting him and reminding him that he should change the vector of his attention? Well,
1: it depends. I'll tell you the following. It depends on what goal that partner pursues, right? Let's put it this way. There is partner one and partner two, okay? Let's suppose the woman, Observes that the man is moody, preoccupied, and focused, not on God's love, but on some matters. So should the woman manipulate the man at this moment? And tell him, Well, I believe I've answered. Where are you? <laughs> manipulate the man at this moment. As a rule, this happens at the initial stage of the spiritual path, and it usually happens when somebody plays spirituality. Or people have just embarked on the path and do not understand the subtleties yet. You see, I mean, there begins taking care of the spiritual path of the near and dear person. Take care of your own path. Here's my answer, friends. The only person you should take care of every moment is yourself. While your partner follows the spiritual path along his own road, and if you start lecturing him that's already preaching, You don't learn, but you teach, and the difference is essential. I'll tell you the following, friends, on the spiritual path, a person is always learning. When a person becomes an Angel, he continues to learn eternally, always. And it should be a natural state for a human to observe and to study as long as he is in a body. Whereas afterwards, there are already other aspects and another responsibility. If God has granted, we have done our best and achieved spiritual liberation. But when manipulation takes place, and this is nothing else but manipulation, when a demon tells a person, look, your partner is moody, you should help him, you should shake him up now, how do you know? If you haven't attained perception through feelings, or this perception through feelings is foisted on you by satan, are you able to distinguish reality from the perception imposed on you by shaitan? A simple question. So, if you answer honestly to yourself and you're not sure, then don't touch your partner and don't disturb him. Meanwhile, there should be time for catharsis and discussion in a married couple, isn't that right? It is. Let's suppose, after some spiritual practices, when there is catharsis, you can simply ask a question. Today I noticed that you had such a state, and it seemed to me, after all, it's a catharsis, that you were actually busy with something else, and you didn't have this connection, connection. you lost it. Is that what happened or not? As a rule, the answer may be striking that a person was actually in Love and in joy, he was in connection, while he made his consciousness focus on work at the time when he simply communicated with Angels inside. At this moment, if another person interferes, prompted by satan, he will break this inner idol, of the person's communication, isn't that true? What we see is not always the way we perceive it. A simple example, let's say, a man comes home from work. He is sitting, moody, serious, and focused, both of them follow the spiritual path, and he hardly talks. The woman begins to worry, something happened, or there is something else, right? but he doesn't tell her anything. However, is the woman sure that something is wrong with the man? Perhaps he's actually disciplining his demon. Meanwhile, our facial expressions, first of all, belong to our consciousness, friends, not to Personality. But at this time, he as Personality is full of bliss, He's in heaven. Can there be such a thing? Why do people not think of that? As for what is visible and what satan clings to, those are exactly external factors, everything material. This is his material world, it's not our world. We are not here for long. Well, he is here forever. Therefore, he urges us, because every Angel for him is, you know, like stolen income, so to say is unacceptable to him. And he uses anyone's weaknesses to keep a person in his slavery, it is his asset, it is his future, both the present and the future, it is his food. And until we realize that we are merely food for shaitan, and there is nothing human in him, everything human in us comes from God, from the spiritual world, through our soul to us as personality. But if we cannot implement this, If we cannot even feel it, that's a big trouble. And in this case, we need to apply maximum effort in order to embark on the right path. Correct? Family life is wonderful, it is splendid, but sometimes it may be different. And here everything depends on a person. If he manages to stop in time, it means everything will be fine. But if he gets involved in the games of shaitan, then life turns into hell, and he doesn't even want to go home, right?
0: What's important is the purity of each partner's intention. A person himself should, first of all, follow the spiritual path.
1: It's important. Of course it's important. So, of course, if you want to be happy in your family, if everything suits you about your partner, then be happy. Nothing prevents you, neither shaitan nor the spiritual path or anything else. How can the spiritual path, ruin a family, a simple question. No, on the contrary, it makes it stronger. But certainly, if your other half is not a slave of shaitan, and even if he's a slave of shaitan, that's his choice. If you value him for some qualities that suit you, you can live your entire life this way, understanding perfectly well that if God grants and you go to heaven, your other half will go to a different place, so to say. But that's the freedom of choice, in fact. Or do you, my friend, intend to violate God's word and the right of choice that He gave to people? Isn't that too much for a human? A simple question. It is something to think about as well. We can change our other halves by our personal example, or we can humble ourselves and simply live. If it is pleasant for you to live with this person, just live and enjoy it, because it doesn't prevent you from developing spiritually. No one can prevent a person from growing spiritually. No one and nothing, no tricks of the devil and no desires of people around him, so to say. That's true. If a person strives for God, if this is his real goal, he will definitely come to him. Everything is very simple.
0: And he shouldn't deprive people around him of his love, because people are actually afraid of losing love. That's
1: important. And
0: the fact that they say, I am not loved, you actually understand that they probably simply do not show enough love and gratitude to each other in the family. I'll
1: put it as follows. It's not true. No? No. When a person says, they don't love me in the family, it means that his goal, is to attract attention, this is manipulation. Live in such a way so as to be loved and respected. But you shouldn't strive to have all the attention paid solely to you, unless you're going to become a subpersonality, of course. Better pay attention to others yourself. If you aspire to become an Angel, it won't hurt you. And even if you're near and dear people and your other half become subpersonalities, Give them a surplus of power, let them rejoice. After all, it's your other half. Or better yet, make his or her mirror neurons work so that your other half would embark on the spiritual path and so that together you could reach the Spiritual World and become angels. That's the right thing to do, my friend, isn't it? The questions are good and interesting, but a family, Is a family, it is really considered to be seven selves, for a reason. Here, of course, as they say, the devil himself wouldn't make head or tail of it, but it's an integral part of our lives. And for everything to be fine, we should simply love each other. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, friends. Peace be with you.